Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
on it Ain't no reason to pretend I don't The perfect poison for my veins So let it burn some more Sweating ribs got me feeling like a bull But don't Addicted to your kisses Addicted to your kisses
girls, you know we keep it fresh and real. I'm a pretty little something on the New York street, but this is how I represent over this that beat. Yeah, you took me out, but sex was on your mind for the whole damn route. Your mind was in a frenzy in a horny state, but I couldn't drop down because you couldn't Thank you. 
feel like fishing from a chick that never had it. Look inside yourself and you'll see your dissatisfaction. Only life can play your distance, but success is never handy. Your voice is never heard until you finally make a statement. I guess that's why I've got these rappers hating on my latest. Forever staying patient, I can't keep the city waiting. I'm a step away from greatness, they just can't untie my laces. <laughs> I know it's easier said than done, but I'm a winner, I'ma get it, I'll be number one. By any means, let me show them what I really mean. Envy me, bring them to their knees in this industry. All wins, I can never take a loss. Do or die, I'm forever going hard. The price of fame, be aware of the cost. I'ma get there in a minute, until then. Sunday for some reason, and we are here. Are you prepared for the new soul cipher? I want to point out that that wasn't my idea. I hope you are enjoying your rainy Sunday, and I hope you are enjoying the sounds of my soothing voice that has been known to stop the rain on occasions. I am the one and only Q Man, and along with my partner T Mitch. And our boss and new CEO, MJ We're going to deliver to you some Neo-Soulgasm You ready to go, T-Mitch? You ready to go, T-Mitch? I, I, I am ready to go um, Actually, uh, I, had a, I had a little couple of sequins That I was sipping on when you made your comment And I almost choked <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? You know, man, it's it's finals time up here in law school. I made it through my first year, so Woo-hoo. you want to, yeah, you want to celebrate, but ain't really nothing to celebrate. Um, other than that, <laughs> just been in a lot of been in a lot of deep thought. You know, it's a lot of my mind, a lot of my heart. Just just, just okay. taking things one day at a time, really. But I'm I'm trying to be like you when I grow up, man. <laughs> what fat? <laughs> I'm trying to be well, I'm trying to be well known, admired, idolized, and you know, coaching people and inspiring other folks. Yeah, I'm just trying to be like, I'm trying to be like you when I grow up. Huh? That was nice of you to say. I mean, you know, the alphabet is not the only time Q comes before T. <laughs> Cut it out, man. <laughs> so, I, are you are you ready for Friday, man? You you ready for Civil War? You know I'm ready already. Um, I'm really, really, really hoping to have a really, really good weekend. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to Civil War, and um, I know what side I fall on. So, I'm I'm interested in hearing what other people are looking forward to. But uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to the movie. I love the the selection of uh, Black Panther. 
I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, looking for, I'm looking forward to seeing what sounds like the first the first good Spider-Man in Sylvia McGuire. Mm. So, yeah. You know, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm excited and I'm interested to see how it all plays out because I know in the comics who dies, but I know mm-hmm. that nowadays we don't always see what we get from the comics. So I'm very interested to see what story they tell. Very true. Very true. It's a good time to be a nerd, even if it's a closet nerd like myself. Okay. I know that's not right. Not so much in the closet, but... I was hey. about to say, homie, because... You know, Batman versus Superman, you... <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to bring now, that Q, up, man? Now, Q, Q always takes shots at me. He always um, says things to humiliate and embarrass me to all you lovers listeners out there. Oh. He'll talk about my age and what I don't know. He embarrasses me when we have pretty women on the show. <laughs> so this is my turn to get back. And I've been holding this in for a Uh-oh. while. So yes, he dresses up when it's time to go to like Comic-Con and he's met Stan Lee and Hulk Hogan and all these other things. Talking about Civil War <laughs> and being a closet geek and nerd. I wanted to let everybody know that Q-Man owns the hammer of Thor. Oh, shoot. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> Remember, I helped, I helped you move, and I was not worried. Oh, so shoot. And I couldn't get it up. Remember? I couldn't pause. <laughs> I couldn't pick the hammer up. That's right. You know, I'm... I'm not worthy, you know. I'm learning that these over the last couple of months. I'm not worthy, so. <laughs> so yeah, Q owns oh. the hammer of Thor. So when y'all hear him talk about closet geek and closet nerd, don't buy that crap. He is from Asgard. <laughs> That's a good point, man. I can't even argue that one. That's right. But, but besides that, man, let's 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 get right to it. Let's talk about it right now. Okay. How do you feel your dra- How do you feel your draft went? How do you feel the Eagles did, you know, over the weekend? Well, I am not a fan of Sam Bradford. So I'm all for pissing him off and making him want to leave town. (laughs) So I didn't think they did too bad, you know. I, I like the quarterback, so we'll see what happens. He's a big guy. Looks like he has a strong arm, so. Hopefully it works out. Anything's better than Sam Bradford. That guy, his his shoulder is like spaghetti, man. Yeah, I thought we had the most fragile, you know, intimidated quarterback in the league. Um, no. But, you know, Brad, Bradford rivals Romo every chance he gets. Mm-hmm. But um, you know what I wanted to ask you about? What's that? Your newest draft pick, Ezekiel Elliott. What did you, you think of draft today? I was about to say, listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> these millennials out here, these young kids, man, they just, they're just lazy. And they think that every time they do something, it, mm-hmm. it's, they're important because of social media. You know, every little act that they, they make, every little dumb comment, every opinion that they have, they have so mm-hmm. many followers. It's hard to... It's hard to get them to understand that 
that they're, they're not representing themselves correctly or that this properly isn't how you should conduct yourself because you and I are two people that will say he looked a plum fool <laughs> on his draft day when he probably got, you know, 9.6 thousand people who mm-hmm. liked that outfit on Instagram and Facebook. Mm. So, you know, you battling with the masses when you become the, the voice of the voiceless, but I think it was a good pick because of okay, yeah, we'll play on words here. So the good pick was was on the Cowboys, but mm-hmm. whoever picked that that shirt and that <laughs> suit, that that person is Mister Irrelevant, not the not the kid that was drafted last. <laughs> and I hope that he don't play the way he dressed. <laughs> oh man. That that was just that, that was, was a lot, man. And that was the highlight of what I think was a horrible drive for for us. Mm. You know, we we have needs, and Darren McFadden proved that he's serviceable. Yeah, oh, absolutely. With that, offense, with that with that offensive line, so I think you got to pick four, and just because everybody else lost, they plumb minds and let that line drop and start drafting what they didn't expect everybody else to draft. I didn't think that I didn't think that we should have got out of character and reached for a kid that's not going to start. He's not going to get the majority of the carries. Yeah, we should, and, we should have went ahead and took Bosa like we were planning to. We needed a pass rusher, so we only mm-hmm. doing that for like the fourth round. We, we knew we wasn't going to draft a quarterback. It's just, it's just that's what happens when you know NFL mm-hmm. version of Michael Jackson is the person making the picks. <laughs> <laughs> he just built a never Neverland Neverland ranch down in Dallas <laughs> in Arlington and he just does whatever he wants to do. And you know, I want the charismatic kid whose Ohio State jersey didn't cover his belly. And I don't think his suit covers his stomach. So <laughs> it's gonna be another year. Why we didn't get a backup quarterback, you know, of worth, I don't know. We all keep acting like Tony Romo isn't a peep of paper mache. Mm, yeah, man. Yeah, I was I was just very disappointed. I was very disappointed. I was, well, I'm I'm happy we're being talked about, but I'm but I, we I don't like the fact that we're being talked about in in the first ten picks of the draft. That's never a good thing. So, okay, so jumping into music, I wanted to get your opinion on something. I'm listening. So, all week we've heard all these things about Prince this week, which right. We should have expected, but we've heard everything from prescription drugs to illness to all types of things. Now, my question to you is, how come, and I want to make sure I get it right, was it was it David Bowie? Who was it yeah. that, that died David recently? Bowie. Ema, Imam's David Bowie. husband. Okay. David Bowie. Okay. We didn't hear anything. He just He just was gone, and that was it. There wasn't any... <laughs> no, is it because Iman don't play that, or like, how did that work? I think um, David Bowie represented. He represented a, a generation, mm-hmm. you know, when when MTV first. From my understanding, and you know, if anybody listening wants to correct me, please do so. But my understanding of David David Bowie's influence was that when MTV first became MTV and they were going to play music 
he he was their first big artist because they weren't playing our artists. They weren't playing Michael yet. They weren't playing Prince yet. They weren't playing anyone that had a drop of anything that didn't look like them in them. So mm-hmm. he he and he was the person who would go on MTV and do interviews and say, I think you should play more urban music. I think you should play more R and B. I think you should be more diverse. So you know, and then and then marrying Iman. So he was he was he was important to a generation. So I think if you knew people of, you know, my age, your age, you know, those of us that, you know, we chanted, I want my MPB. Those were the people who were posting about mm-hmm. David Bowie passing. But everyone else, this is just, he was Iman's husband, so they didn't really get him. But okay, who didn't know Prince? Who did, even if you had never listened to, to his music, you, you knew something about him from his SNL skits or Purple Rain, the movie. Like I said last week, that's the first biopic, first biopic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you couldn't, and also again, I'm just gonna poke fun of these millennials all show. They gonna say something to say something. They will go on Wikipedia and look up Prince because everybody else is talking about Prince. <laughs> but no one they didn't care enough for David Bowie, so I don't think Amon shut it down. I just think that there wasn't enough. I really don't think there was that many negative things you could say okay. about about David Bowie. And then, you know, I hate that, that that almost infers that there were negative things you could say about Prince. There really aren't, right. but we could we could craft more things to say about Prince than we could about David mm-hmm. Bowie. That's because I, our society is ignorant. Yes. <laughs> Very well put, and I agree. Yeah, it is an ignorant society, and I think I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if people had been when he first got sick and went to the hospital, I wouldn't be surprised if people were crafting their messages then, because they had to get a good one to get over 100 likes. They just had to get this one right. Because <laughs> he wasn't gone 15 minutes, and my no. timeline was full. Mm. So, wow. So, that's what it is. It, is it even worth giving Corinne Steffens the airtime of her comments this week about the Lemonade song. I believe anyone with a sexually suggestive nickname deserves time to be talked about. (laughs) Anyone. anyone. (laughs) You know? Well, uh, Corinne Steffens made comments this week about how she was a, a a a Becky for Jay Z mm. at one time. Mm. Now, because I'm an older gentleman, I can say it to you all. Because I mean, MJ and T Mitch are gonna make fun of me anyway. I still don't know what a Becky is. So, all right, I'll explain it to you. Let me explain it to you before. Let me explain it before you go forward because it'll probably help whatever you want to say afterwards. Okay. 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 So, Plies, the 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 rapper, um, he came out with a song in the early 2000s. I don't remember the year exactly. Actually, probably the mid 2000s, toward the end of his hot run. And the name mm-hmm. of the song was um, Becky. And Becky is supposed to be a reference to um, Fellatio from a white oh. girl. And her name would be Becky. So okay. He, he would, so the song was like, you know, give me that Becky. So Beyonce's not using it in the Fellatio reference, but she's just using Becky as the term of a white girl. 
Which is what I thought it was. So I was right. Because that's what that's I kept good. saying. Like, that's good. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> hey. Yeah, so yeah, so Corinne Stephan said that. So that tells you one right there how stupid Corinne Stephan is. She's not. <laughs> yeah. She was never she was never anybody back She probably <laughs> meant it in the fellatio way. Right. That's probably what she meant. But we all knew that because the heifer wrote a book. So to make a comment now, Beyonce wasn't, you know what, just... We not gonna, I'm not going to point my comment directly at Corinne Stephan again. I love that nickname. Absolutely love it. I think it's, 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 it's amazing. And um, if I'm lucky enough before I leave this earth, I will get oh, to God. understand why she gets that nickname. So what is what I will say, I don't know. What I will say, I think it's this, the Seagrams. I will say this generally to every female out there who is trying to get some attention based off of Lemonade. Um, Beyonce was talking about women that have been allegedly connected to her husband during her marriage. Nobody mm-hmm. cares what you did back when Jay Z wasn't in the top five of the greatest rappers. Exactly. No one, no one cares who 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 you were the super, who you were the super <laughs> of way mm-hmm. back then when when Beyonce was you know the skinny girl in a quartet. No one cares mm. what any of y'all was doing with him back then. And honestly, the majority of society really doesn't care if any of y'all are doing anything with him now because we're still battling with the idea that that's the love of her life. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we have. <laughs> wow. Now, Very well said. She could, she could, I'd rather that she send me a secret slide in my DMs and don't be worried about nobody else's lemonade. <laughs> got some blackberry feel there. <laughs> You have explained a lot for me. There you go. Because, you know, I was reading Corinne Stephan's article and I was very confused. As yeah, to why think, it was you know, relevant at this time. Because she hasn't been relevant. Exactly. You know, I was talking with some people and I said, um, you know it's sad when the, your, your most recent claim to fame, the most, most recent thing that made you relevant was that Eddie Winslow was beating on you. <laughs> really? Yeah, they you know, they was together and, and he was whooping on her. Now, that's confusing because I mean, come on. This guy this guy was always an a a how do okay. How do you say it nicely? <laughs> yeah, can you help me? You know what I'm trying to say. Uh he was always uh, soft. Yeah, and he he wasn't exactly Denzel Washington. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it confuses me because first he was dating Sally Richardson, mm-hmm. and then this. So it 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 was very confusing to me. Listen, you and I both know <laughs> that I was listening to a Trick Daddy interview. On the Breakfast Club recently. Wow. There's this, there's this new thing that women are on, you know, and it's called, let me stop the instrumental. It's called He Got Money. Mm. So, so it's like Jay Z, Eddie Winslow, and a few, Malcolm Jamal Warner, you know, all these hookhead, not necessarily attractive <laughs> guys, but it's something about these women of a certain generation 
instead of just mm-hmm. like, ooh, I want to be able to tell my friends I slept with Theo. Mm. It's something about being with those guys because they get, you know, they still getting residual check. Well, Theo not getting a residual check because they took the Cosby's off the air. But right. at least Malcolm, Malcolm Jamal Warner is getting at least two residual checks. I know Malcolm and Eddie is playing on some station in some city somewhere. <laughs> I forgot about that show. And Eddie, and you know, uh, Eddie, Eddie is getting residual checks from from family matters. So mm-hmm. there, there's still money there, and you know, there's still a pecking order. You know, Jay Z is an A-list celebrity, and you got your B-list celebrities. I tend to think you and myself fall in like a C level, <laughs> C-list celebrities. Mm-hmm. So that would make these guys like a B minus. C plus type thing like if we was in line together and somebody if somebody looked at us and we was like hey it's Q man T Mitch from the new Soul Cipher and then they looked at him he's like hey I used to play Eddie Winslow on the film Family Matters I actually think we might get in before him depending on what day it is <laughs> I like how you explain things to me where I understand. Yeah, you know, and all, all all that to say, that's how relevant super Superhead is right now. Gotcha. That's how relevant she is. Just looking for an opportunity to say, hey, people, I'm not dead. Mm. Now, you should wow. listen to Lemonade so that we could have a discussion about that. Yeah, because I haven't yet. You should. It's, it's not a wasteful hour, but, you know, make sure you got some popcorn. Your hour? Ones, you can, like... Oh yeah, it's a whole hour. What are you it's talking about? It's a music video. It's a visual album. Oh, I thought it was one song. No, that's the name of the visual album. Oh. Yeah, so that's what she does. You know, she don't she don't release CDs no more. She just drops visual albums. Oh boy. Yeah, so that's that's <laughs> what it's all about. Okay. Hmm. All right. By next show, I'll have seen it. All right. Good. Anyway, we can um, discuss it with MJ. We can uh, talk about that. Speaking of MJ, um, I was attempting to, you know, I did the 30 minutes of music to open the show. Has a little technical oh, you did? difficulties. Yeah, because I was, and I was, I wanted to explain to everybody. Um, MJ was getting her. She's getting her hair done. Oh currently. boy. Yeah. So. She wasn't able to add her flair to her 30 minutes like she normally does. Now I do believe she is listening, Uh-oh. and um, she does plan. She does plan to join us at some point. I just wanted to let everybody know where she is because she hasn't jumped on and cussed us out yet. But um, she will be on the show. What do you think she's getting done, T. Mitch? Um, she had like these curls. Last time I, I I checked, like almost Shirley Temple esque, so I think she's just like getting that touched up or getting a different curl pattern, as the as the black women say in the hood. Oh, okay, so she's not uh getting the weave. Yeah. I'm not gonna say that. You know. I'm not gonna say that on air because there's some <laughs> things that you just don't talk about and I've learned that those three things are a woman's age a woman's weight and a woman's hair there's three things you just don't talk about I just know she's getting her hair done now the origin of that hair not my business (laughs) 
<laughs> not my business. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to allow that conversation to continue. So last week on the Soul Cycle, <laughs> the L. No, the L didn't drop by. Last week we did like a, a Prince tribute, and we uh, we talked mm-hmm. about Prince. We talked about how you know when we all first were introduced to Prince and his influence on, but not just you know soul music and pop music, but on the an era. And in, 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 in my opinion, and um, MJ was on with us. Sister Sweet actually called in and um, took over the show for about ten minutes, and uh, we had a great discussion. About that, um, if you missed that, you can get that at blogtalkradio.com slash the new soul cipher. Said a real good talk, and I'm glad you know Q already gave us the the Prince conversation of the day. You know, <laughs> I I think that I saw something online that said that his catalog is probably going to surpass Michael Jackson's catalog in, in, in net worth. Wow. Because one, everybody's gonna go buy music now. Mm-hmm. He's gone, so people are gonna buy music. The other thing is that they said that he has so much music in his vault in the in the mansion that right. he could re- he could release. If I'm not mistaken, they said he could release an album for the next 100 years. I did hear that. That is ridiculous. That's amazing. <laughs> and 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 then the first thing that popped in my head Where's Michael's vault And what's in it With Prince had enough time To record You say the average album has about 14 to 15 songs On it mm-hmm. You multiply mm-hmm. that by 100 This man made 1400 to 1500 songs We've never heard Yep What was Michael doing I don't think we should say it on air. Well, that's alleged. He's never been convicted <laughs> of that. So that, that's not an option. That's all alleged. I just, that was the first thing that came to mind for me. I would definitely buy Prince Vinyl. I'll never buy a CD again. I'm never getting title. But I would get Prince Vinyl. Well, why not? Why no CDs, Steven? Um, I'm, I'm against mainstream artists right now. I only support independent artists. Okay. Because I know that when I buy music from an independent artist, all my money goes to that independent artist. And they in turn are going to do something for the for the craft. When I go to mm-hmm. Sam Goody or FYE or some C D place and I buy a CD my favorite artist probably gets Ooh, 65 cents on hmm. the dollar mm-hmm. of that album and the label and distribution and a whole bunch of other people get the rest of that money <laughs> and I don't know them <laughs> good point so I'm not buying CDs I'm not downloading no new apps draining the battery on my iPhone and I'm a little too lazy to really search for all the songs I really like. So I'm not doing that either. Mm. Yeah. Not, not doing that. That's what so we got a great show. We got a great show tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be joined by um, our New Jersey folk 
Elijah Bland is going to be the guest in the new Soul Cipher. We're going to talk to him about his latest single and the covers of magazines and acting and all of the beautiful things that he has been doing since we last spoke with him eons ago. But before we do that, we're just going to continue to chat a little bit because, again, MJ is under the blow dryer right now. <laughs> so we just free to, to roam and let's think what else is going on in music. Q, are you aware of what happened with Birdman on um, The Breakfast Club? Okay, okay. You know I'm not really on these things, but I did, to my understanding, I know that he got upset and left. I do know that much, and I assume it had something to do with spelling respect with a K, because I've been seeing that everywhere, <laughs> but I, I don't know exactly. I can imagine how old I sound right now, but at least I have somewhat of a grasp on it. So let's do this. Uh, for anybody else that doesn't know how to work the, the magic box um, <laughs> called a computer, <laughs> <laughs> almost almost two weeks ago now. <laughs> so Bird, Birdman goes to Breakfast Club. Now, he, he he's upset because I'm pretty sure you have to have heard or seen something on Facebook or come across an article that he and Lil Wayne are are not on the same page and having issues and Wayne wants out of his contract and their allegations that Birdman has not been paying um, artists. Oh, on cash money. So he's I think he's currently in legal um the word slips my mind. I think he's going through court proceedings right now with Nicki Minaj's entry as far as to, you know, not being paid as artists mm-hmm. on the label. So that's been out in the rumors, obviously Whenever you talk about Lil Wayne and Birdman, people bring up the fact that, you know, there's a picture from a long time ago of them kissing after the Carter Three sold a million um records in its first week. And then there's always the the bad jokes about them being in a relationship and mm-hmm. and, you know, he he don't take kindly to those things being said. Now we, we know that you and I know definitely um we do radio. Mm-hmm. We, we 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 as personalities can say some really really reckless things because we're 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 protected by the fact that you can't see us, you ain't here, and we hear rumors and we talk about things and we we just want to be funny to get, you know, to be entertaining. Well, Birdman didn't take too kindly to a number of jokes that he's been the butt of on oh. Power One Hundred Five. So when he uh-huh. came up to do the interview, you know, you and I know that we're from a different era. Now kids today, mm-hmm. that they don't know that in the in the '90s when a rapper said he was a thug and he would shoot you in the face, that wasn't mm-hmm. a euphemism. That, that wasn't a metaphor. <laughs> like he meant, I'm gonna shoot you in the face when I see you. Mm-hmm, yep. You know, we had we had we had a man known as the mad rapper, like his sole purpose was to be mad. This is what he right. did. You know, when when 
when old DB was talking about, you know, people being cut up in the thirty six chambers, that wasn't no similar. Mm-hmm. It meant these things that they were saying. They had bodies. These were real thugs. So, you know, rappers today, we talk about the guns they own and this, that, and the third, and then we find out they got college degrees and, <laughs> and three kids, and they live in the mm-hmm. white area of their city. You know, so I think Birdman was trying to do what 90s rappers did. When you came to the studio and you told them before we went on air, say something slick. I'm going to slap you in your face. <laughs> and that whole interview would go sideways. You know, Q, you remember we did we heard stories like Star from Star and Buck Wild being pissed yeah. off by rappers when they caught right. up with them. Like, like rappers didn't play back then. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Birdman thought he was going to come in there, he was going to cuss them out and tell them, now I'm going to say it to you in a, a New Jersey educated way, what that man was really trying to say. So okay. he came in and he said, before we start, I want to get something off of my chest. Uh-oh. And what he was saying was, I've heard a lot of jokes and a lot of things be said about me that is affecting my ability to be a CEO of a company. <laughs> artists do not want to work with me because you're saying that I do not pay my artists. They don't want to sign to my label because of these allegations. And in, in my mind, Smart Birdman does air quotes. Allegations. Mm-hmm. I would appreciate it if whenever my name is spoken in mixed company and you are present, that you would make sure that I am spoken of in a respectful manner as to not interfere with my business dealings. Okay. And I'm speaking to all three of you. Please put some respect on my name when you hear it. Oh, okay, okay. Now, clearly, that just ain't what came out that Bama's mouth. <laughs> and that's what makes it so funny. You know, all three of y'all put some respect on my name. And I ain't going to say it no more. So... That's what's been going on, and everybody's getting remixed the video. Everybody's got jokes. Anthony Hamilton's background singers and Hamilton's and turned it into a song. It is just the funniest thing. But to watch the video to really see how how upset he is, and that language that's not English that he's speaking in. Wow. You know, like is he? Are you are are you finished or is you done? <laughs> I didn't know there was uh, a difference between the questions. I didn't realize there was it, a difference. He stormed away after that team match? Well, him and the eight men that he brought with him. <laughs> you know, is, is Charlemagne the God a DJ and Angela Yee? You didn't need eight guys to come tell them, especially if you as tough as you say you are, you didn't need eight guys to come with you. And then did. Then he did. Because when Charlemagne, when they actually came back on air, he was saying, like, Everything you just said off air, say it on air. Let our oh. listeners, let everybody know how you're feeling. I, I already said it. I ain't going to say it again. Well, now you look like the punk. Now you look like you done came to cut some people out off air. Mm-hmm. Your grievances out mm-hmm. on air. And wow. then there, have been other rap, there have been other rappers who have spoken very ill about Birdman. Rick Ross has made comments about Birdman. Trick Daddy told him he said he's out here acting like a ladies' man one minute and then somebody's girlfriend the next minute. So, 
when these people that are in the same state that you live in say mm. these things about you, you don't address mm-hmm. them, but you roll up on the guy that does radio. Mm. Looks a little looks a little suspect. Yeah, it does. Now, me myself wow. personally, you know, one of my favorite comedians and a king of comedy, Cedric the Insana, once said that he would never call a man delicious. So I don't trust men that <laughs> take names that I won't call them. I would never call Birdman baby. So mm. I have a problem with everything that comes out of his mouth. I have a problem <laughs> with his, you know, air quotes, adoption of Dwayne Carter, and that's my son, and Junior, all that stuff was just weird to me, and and, and, a, and a men ain't supposed to have relationships like that sort of way, so, uh, <laughs> you know, that's all that was, and, and now you just get to enjoy what happens on social media when you make a plum pool of yourself. Yep. Wow. That's, that's rough. I tell you, man, when you got some downtime, you're not doing nothing, sometimes just go on Facebook. Click a video. It's not going to give you a virus. Yeah. Just click. <laughs> no, you're right. Click to see what happens. I'm, I'm going to do that because that's out of control. Isn't it? Wow. Mm-hmm. Respect with a K, huh? Respect. <laughs> Respect. And put some respect on it when you hear my name. It's funny because it sounds like, you know, it's, it's a cool thing to say. Like, you would want people to, you know, respect your name when they hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, it's not, you have to say the word right in order to get it. <laughs> this is my opinion. Like, you, you gotta you gotta say the word right. Like, how, how am I supposed to respect you, respect you, if you ask me to respect you? You really got a kick out of this, didn't you? I did, cause I, you know, we've been doing this for a while, and I've always said, I tell people, you know, I tell people, I'm, 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 I'm ignorant at times. I tell people to their face, you know, um, well, what I say on air, I mean, and I will back up in front of you. So, if I say on air, I don't like you, or I hate lemonade, or y'all hear me say, if I saw Beyonce in the street, I would not call autograph. I promise you. If I see her somewhere, I ain't taking her picture. I ain't acknowledging her. Like, I mean what I say. This ain't just for for ratings and listens. Like, I mean this stuff. So, so when somebody run up on you because you sit behind a microphone <laughs> and, and give your opinion out because they don't like the fact that you reporting on rumors and things that you've heard, mm. you know, I, I kind of feel the same way. Charlemagne, run up on them them thugs that's in Miami that's calling you a, a girlfriend. Run up on them thugs that's that's saying the negative stuff, you know, to you. That's saying that you a blood one minute and a crypt the next minute. Mm. Wow. Run up on them. Why you come all the way to New York to talk to the guy that people only listen to for four hours in the morning every day? <laughs> that's rough. It's man. funny. Yeah, it's just funny, man. You know. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we're gonna get into some music. Okay. Feel like we talked we 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 talked enough. <laughs> and we're gonna play the single from tonight's guest. So I do believe it's holding on the line. Okay. So get into this amazing single. We've been playing it for about three weeks to a month now. Um, you know, I am forever indebted 
tip to this guy, and I'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later. Uh, again, tonight's guest is Elijah Bland. This is his newest single, The One, the new Soul Cipher. We will be right back. We all looking for well, let me let me not say it. I will say it. We all looking for 
the one. You know, sometimes I wake up and I be like, that, you know, what did I, I hear Q in my head, like another one bites the dust. Yeah, man. But this this guy is smooth, man. I mean, his his voice. I, I you know I don't be saying that about the the men the men when we have more, but his voice is yeah, you special. So you don't you know, say that. When I'm having company, it's not Netflix and chill. It's it's Elijah Bland and chill. <laughs> you you get props for that for so many reasons. You know? because one, because it was just well done. It was well done and well said. Let me let me say that. Secondly, because we didn't have this whole conversation. I had to explain to you what lemonade was. I had to tell you why Birdman wanted respect put on his name. But you knew Netflix and chill. Let me tell you. Get credit when credit is due, brother. But we're going to waste no more time. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's been a minute. Um, but uh, but this, this, this guest is an amazing and phenomenal um, soul singer. Q and I were first introduced to him almost, I'm not even going to date it like that, but when for the record, was uh, was getting um, a lot of spins and a lot of plays, and we got him on, and we had we did our jersey thing with the three brothers back on the Neil Soul Show. Um, as I stated, I am indebted to this man for blessing me and, and performing at you know one of the happiest days of, of my life. And if he has so many things going on. We have so much to talk about. Once again, our brother from Jersey now blessing us on the new soul cipher. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, Mr. Elijah Blunt. Yeah. What's up, family? How you doing? Hey, what's going doing on, good, man? man? How's everything? Man, I'm still laughing over here. That's the best thing I've heard all day, man. That... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you better believe Elijah that's being quoted all week, man. That's... Oh, I know you were cracking up at that one. <laughs> Let me put that I on love Facebook. It, I appreciate it. Oh, I will. I, oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> How's Roger, life treating you, man? It's great, man. I can't complain at all. How you guys doing? Hey, we're doing good, man. Doing good. Couldn't wait to get you on again, man. We, I was thinking the other day, I said, you know, all the success that T. Mitch is having, I'm like, if you would have sang at my wedding, I, I might not be divorced by now, man. Ah, no, no. I can say the same for myself. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I can't with y'all, but, uh... It's a it's a blessing, man. This 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 song is really uh really taking wings, and and I'm I'm thankful. I'm I'm a little bit inclined to apologize to you because I wish I had written this song sooner. But uh, nonetheless, it's <laughs> probably a special day, man. So. Yeah, dude, that's a great song. That's a great Listen, song. Me, it's an amazing amazing song. If we if I say we get. We get conversation, text messages, and calls from people that are like, like the most, like, oh my God, what, who, what's, what's the name of that song? And who sings it? it it's been that since we've been playing it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> so everybody wants to hear. It. And don't worry about her because we get enough compliments on you. Let me tell you something. So before we we start the that's like you start the interview, then I can tell. Them. Let's go. Well, I, I, we've had you on before, so I want to know what you're up to now. I want to know. Exactly what you have going on nowadays. Uh, I have a lot going on. I'm 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 a 
I'm in different directions, man, of quite a bit, as you guys know. So I'm, you know, working on new music and uh, finally, realistically, looking at putting out a new album later this year. Um, so that I'm excited about that. Uh, I, you know, been doing some acting, so different projects here and there with that. Um, a couple of mm. short films, a, a commercial I shot recently that um, you probably see pretty soon. But it's uh, it was one of the coolest gigs I've ever done. So. Um, just, you know, just kind of keeping my hands in a lot of different things, man. I got, you know, uh, I'm an entrepreneur as well. I have a graphic design business that's been, you know, going pretty well for the past several years. And, um, you know, just trying to balance it all and have a, have a life, you know, have a, a beautiful life at home with, you know, mm-hmm. love of my life and a dog and, you know, just have some kind of uh, normalcy in between all of the entertainment stuff. So. Mm-hmm, I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. I can't complain at all. That's great. But at the same time, I say with all of that, I mean, it's you know, the life of a full-time artist is no easy feat. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's a grind, man. I'm still in grind mode, and I'm not at all in a place where I'm coasting, and I don't think I ever will be. But um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely in grind mode right now. So, uh, you know, just trying to work. I hear that. All right, T. Mitch. That that that's what I wanted to know, T. Mitch. Okay, well, well, we'll we'll get into the rest of it. You, you know, you, you didn't get those intro to the interview because you know how this goes. I, I I'm gonna ask for real. So first, I wanna. I was I was told if I did not say this to you the next time we spoke, I would be in trouble. So first, I had to let you know. I'm glad you I'm glad you pointed out to everybody that you know the record is, is a great record and you're looking for for the wife and the kids and the family. The brother, you don't know how many people came up to me after you left. <laughs> Why ain't he at the reception? Where is he mm-hmm. at? Do you have his number? Yep. And I'm like, get 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 off that man. <laughs> so oh, I think man. I think the easy, the easiest question to start with, because I know about five of them that's listening right now. One in particular, they um <laughs> they they really want to know what. What what was the song inspired by uh, a, a you know a past relationship that didn't go well like some unrequited love or this or is this really just you're ready for it now and now you're ready to to, to have somebody to share that with? That's a great question. Uh, the song was inspired. Well, I'll say this: the, the song was originally written for a play that I was doing um, and uh, really gifted. Playwright, director, producer uh, Lawrence Floyd. He, based in New York, he um, had this play called The First Lady, and it was uh, the character that I was referred to by a guy that I knew he couldn't do it, and I ended up doing the role. And the, the character was really going through this life transition. He had been to jail, and he, you know, had this past, and he he ends up coming to meeting this woman who he had a past relationship with. Um, realizing that she really was the love of his life, and but through his transitions, he he also found a spiritual connection that he had never known before, and so he saw this opportunity to express to her how he felt about her, but also show her the man that he's become, the man that he is really destined to be, and that was through his connection to God. So that double meaning really takes uh, is is present in every lyric of the song 
Um, and so in, in that way, it was written for that, but the lyrics themselves and the, the actual real-life inspiration for those lyrics were inspired by a real relationship, a current relationship. And again, doubly, that current relationship in, you know, in the human sense and in the spiritual sense. So I, I hope people can really listen to the lyrics in that way, too, and find that deeper meaning, because it really is about that. Nice. Dope. Dope. Now, you, I heard you mention that you have the the recording, the, the design, uh, the business side of the design that you're doing now, and I know that you um you directed the music video to the one. Yes. So what was what was yes. what was that like? Not not only being in front of the camera, but you know being on the other side of the camera as well. Exhausting. But, but it was, uh, <laughs> to put it simply, it was exhausting. Um, but it was it was really really rewarding, man. I I'm I'm a I mean I would say it for anything that I do. I'm uh, really detail oriented, and I hate to use the word perfectionist, but I I really strive for excellence in everything I do. Um, I'm a visionary with with pretty much everything that I try to do artistically. So, um, you know, I, I, I along the way we learn, you know, through different experiences and different projects, and I know that. You know, there's a certain thing I want to see, and if I've been given a gift to really execute that in a certain way, I don't want to stop myself from being able to do that. So the ability to direct it wasn't something that I expected to do, um, mm-hmm. but ultimately it's something I love to do, and uh, I'm glad I was able to really take that approach. And I had a great, great team of people working with me to do that, um, to really execute what what should have been done for a whole lot more money than was spent on this video but it's you know because again that's a, a, a struggle for independent artists to, to produce mm-hmm. quality content with you know self-funded projects and and uh you know I, i'm really thankful for the the team of people that were around me to make that happen cool hmm. so well uh, i know well, I'll, thank you. I'll, i'm gonna wait till the end of the interview to, to say what I want to say about all of that stuff, T. Mitch. I, I right. just wanted well, to I'm a, put a reminder to myself more than anything else. Cool. So let me let me jump back on in. So big shout out to our our, our big sister Ghana and everybody in our family out of the Dinkra House. Talk to us about. I saw the pictures. Yeah. yeah. I'm up here in Boston, so I couldn't be there. I was devastated. But just tell us like <laughs> how was how was it? Did you have a good time? I heard you rocked it. How was how was the performance on the 16th? It was, it was unforgettable. I, I I had a lot of fun. Um, I feel like I was telling my manager after the show. I feel like I was in rare form that night because somehow I, I was much more of a comedian than I usually am. Um, <laughs> and that was a lot of the feedback came from that. I don't know anybody that knows me has been around me. I'm I'm a man of many voices, so there's a lot of impressions that come out, and uh, you gotta you gotta see the live show to get it. But um, musically, comedically, all that stuff, and it, it just—it was just really fun. It was a fun night. I think our house is a great setting for interaction with an audience. Anybody in the New York, New Jersey area that has experienced that, or if you haven't yet, make it a point. It's—it's it's a really special venue, um, mm-hmm. and it's—it just—it's a lot of those those moments that you can't recreate elsewhere. You can't recreate after that night, before that, you know. So um, that's the beauty of live art live performance that 
you know, it's, it happens in that moment, and that's one time. And you can't get that moment back. You sometimes can't recreate it. So that was great. Yeah. We we, we enjoyed it both times. I know we were there. And, again, big shout-out to Ghana and everybody over at the Tanker House. So uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, Grace and the cover of uh, Palafani Magazine. <laughs> that's really cool, man. Uh, the... the the owner of that, she has been supportive over the years. Um, shout out to Marissa. She's in Detroit and, and has uh, been covering and writing about um, and featuring jazz and soul artists for years. Uh, and we worked on a project together years ago where um, it was a charity uh, for a young man who had some, some health issues due to a, an accident and they were raising money for him and he was just a really big music lover. So I first connected with, with her doing a, a compilation CD uh, where my song Necessary at the time was on with uh, a, a lot of different, I mean, jazz artists like Najee and a bunch of different people. Um, and so, yeah, did that and just, you know, been kind of following me over the years and, at the, you know, just kind of comes at the right time and, uh, you know, seeing the headline, Elijah Bland is on the rise, it was really inspiring to see somebody else acknowledge that in that way and um, every every time I mean you know you guys included anytime that there's some kind of press or media coverage and there's an online or you know, radio platform that is supporting and covering what we do it's it, it's beyond words how, how thankful I am for that because it's it's hard out here man I, I can't even lie mm-hmm. it's hard to, <laughs> to keep promoting a product and, and like I said as an independent artist to continue to push and push and push and push and feel like it's worth it. You know, it, it, there's times, I mean, even I know the, the people who are, you know, have have come a little, you know, farther along than me. I know there are times I've talked with artists on a major level even, like, is anybody even listening anymore? Does anybody care? Does anybody, you know, so it's great to have those reminders that there are people who are listening, there are people who are watching, and, and, they're, and you're fulfilling a purpose that you're reaching mm-hmm. people with what you're trying to do. Hmm. Nice. I got, I got one more question, and then Q can go ahead and, and, and do his reminder and his, his little closing. <laughs> now, normally, I would I would ask an artist that we're not familiar with about their writing process or something like that. We've already had that conversation. We know you're working on the new music, sure. and we look forward to the new music. But I I feel like with the conversations that we've all been having on the show and everything that's going on the last couple of weeks, um, there's I can't let you go on to get your opinion on on the loss of Prince and how he influenced you as as an artist. And, mm. Mm. Man, I don't think anybody was ready for that, man. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I don't know a musician that has not been influenced by Prince, but I can say personally that I absolutely influenced and inspired by Prince, um, big time. I, I've performed at least a Prince song at probably every show I've done in the last, I don't know how many years. Um, and actually, it's funny, we were talking about a Dinker House, and after that show, you know, it was a week before he passed, and uh, right. I got a lot of a lot of messages after that saying, thank you for doing Adore the way you did. And that, that was the song that I did at a Dinker House that... Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, it was just at the time, it, you know, it's, it's part of the shows. It's just a, you know, a tribute to him. It's one of my favorite songs. And, um, you know, it'll definitely take a different meaning on now. But it's, uh, you know, everything I described of what I, I'm striving to be and trying to be uh, as a visionary, as an artist, as a as a businessman, as, you know, to, to be a, an original, there's nobody in the history of of ever <laughs> that has been <laughs> as original and has been as unapologetically himself as Prince. Mm-hmm. And I think we there's, there's just he's one of one, man. There's never, there's never going to be another Prince. Definitely. Hi, Q. You remind us. Yes, I wanted to tell Elijah that amid all of the busy things that he does, one day when you have a moment, I want you to get the Dirty Circle, my book, on your Kindle. (laughs) And when you read it, there is a character in there that just has your name all over him. Really? And, And as I continue to try to put that book into film, which it will eventually because it's too good of a story. Just know that that character, there is no one else to play that character but you. And you'll know him when you see him. I won't even have to tell you. Oh, that means the world to me, man. I, I, I'm already, uh, thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm already going in order and look at it right now. Yep. That's, yeah. That's, yep. <laughs> that, the dirty circle, circle that character is you I, period I wouldn't even look for somebody else that character wow. is you wow I can't wait and to T. Mitch that. you know that's, the character we're talking about oh I know, I know exactly what character he's talking about that's that's Elijah period there's no and, and I think it fits he's, he's right it's, it's, it's absolutely perfect. well I, I appreciate it man I, I'm uh yeah, I'm 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 really humbled by that. Absolutely, you, man. You, we we're glad humble, to have you, you back man, on, yeah. man, and we hope that you uh you keep us in the loop of all these great things you got coming. I sure will, man, and I, yeah, I, I thank you guys for having me on and the continued you know support of of not just myself but you know artists that are doing it and doing something that you guys believe in. And shout out to you guys for. Doing what you're doing and keeping it going among you know in the midst of your busy lives and all the strides you're taking personally, professionally, I, I, I salute you guys as well. Well, we appreciate, appreciate that, man. It. Well, it's 5:30 on a Sunday. We're closing out. Hold and on, wait, 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 wait. Okay. We, we cannot, okay. We cannot okay. close okay. the show without allowing the producer to say something. Oh God. <laughs> MJ. Oh God. MJ. It's Madden. You. That's not very nice of you. Oh God. Well, thanks. No. Okay. Okay, Q. <laughs> you always getting yourself you, in trouble, man. Good. Good see what we go through, man. This, we we actually had a show before she came and took over. I know it's hard to believe, <laughs> but we did. We we appreciate MJ. that, MJ. 
It's not me. I'm sorry? <laughs> it, it wasn't me. I know who it was. See, that's part of the problem, me. that he, he, he brown noses her all the time. See? <laughs> get him out of here, man. <laughs> well, for T. Mitch and myself and MJ, we appreciate Elijah Bland spending some time with us. He's one of our favorite guests. And, um, hey, enjoy your Sunday. Forget the rain. And if you're like me, it's 530. The show's over. It's time for Elijah Bland and Jill. So until next week, for the rest of us, have a good, productive week. And we are out of here. All right, all, man. Peace and love, y'all. Okay. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.